Recorded live. Good morning, good morning. Praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this morning's worship service. Hallelujah. I am Apostle Rose White, the senior pastor here at the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church, and we do want to welcome each of you for joining us in another time of worship. You know what? It's a wonderful, wonderful day, for this is the day that the Lord has made. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Hallelujah. We do pray that everyone has had a wonderful weekend and that you are anticipating a wonderful day today. This is the first day of a brand new week. And we are just excited for all that the Lord has done and is continuing to do for us. Amen. And so at this time, we are getting ready to start our morning worship service. This is uh, Communion Sunday. Amen. And so being the first Sunday of a brand-new month, it's hard to believe, but I'm telling you this year is almost over. This is now November. And so it is just a wonderful, wonderful time of the year. It's a beautiful time of the year as it is the holiday season, and people are getting excited about the holidays. And so we pray that you, too, are excited uh, about Jesus and you're excited about life in general. And so this morning we're going to open up, before we start our broadcast, uh, I'm going to ask if uh, Pastor Baker, um, if she is able to open us up this morning before we get started. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you this morning. We give you glory, honor, and praise. We thank you, O oh God, for how you have blessed us all week. And it's the beginning of a new week, so we say thank you this morning. We thank you, O oh God, for your word that is going to go forth this morning. Hallelujah. In power, might, and under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We thank you this morning for every caller, every listener, those that are on Ustream, those that are on Internet this morning. We thank you, O oh God, for all that you are about to do this morning. Now, we take a Authority this morning over every plan and plot of Satan. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. And we loose the power and the anointing over the airways. Hallelujah. Bind up distractions right now in the name of Jesus. And we loose the very power and the anointing of your spirit this morning. Father, we ask that you would look upon us this morning, cleanse our hearts, our minds, and our spirit, and forgive us today, Lord. Give us ears to hear what your spirit has to say. Give us a heart of respect this morning, and a teachable and a coachable spirit. Father, do it in the name of Jesus. Now, bless our speaker this morning as she come forth with your word. Hallelujah. Cause your word to come out of her mouth like fire, that it will consume everything in us, O oh God, that have exalted itself against the knowledge of your truth, and bring every thought captive, O oh God, and bring it into the obedience of your word. And for this, we praise you, and we thank you, and it's in Jesus' name we declare and decree that it is so this morning. Thank you, Father, what you're doing and what you're about to do, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen to God be the glory this morning. Amen. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. We will rejoice, we will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. Because this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. 
Lord, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. Oh, he has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. For this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. For this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it, because this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Well, again, good morning to all of you that are joining in with us. On this morning, those that are tuning in live right here in TalkShoe Radio, those that are listening via the Internet, we just want to say a great big God bless you all on this morning. We are having some technical difficulties with trying to get uh, broadcasting live through Ustream, but nevertheless, we are still here going forward. Thank you so much, Pastor Baker. Amen. Amen. We thank and praise the Lord that we continue to move forward. Amen. We know that everything is always a distraction, but we continue to go forth in the name of the Lord. You know what I've been saying? And we at the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church, we say all the time the Lord is up to something good, and we truly believe that the fight wouldn't be so great. Amen. And so we are rejoicing today in the Lord. And so this morning, uh, we're going to go ahead and get our preliminaries out of the way. First of all, we do want to thank the Lord for all of you that have been praying for us um, as we opened up our new thrift store, launched it on yesterday being the very first day. And we're just so grateful for all of you, how you have 
pitched in and helped and sewn um, into this endeavor as our focus is to touch lives, train uh, leaders, and to teach ministry. And when we touch people uh, in the community and we help those that are unable to a lot of times help themselves, this is doing the work of the ministry. And so we're so grateful for the many that are have been supporting us and have sown into this, and uh, it was just a wonderful, wonderful blessing. And so we're believing that God is going to do great and marvelous things right through the thrift store so that we can continue to make sure that there is food for the hungry, clothes for the uh, food for the hungry, clothes uh, for the, the those that don't have clothes and that the word will continue to go forth because the proceeds um, from the, the, the clothes, the, the thrift store, allows us to be able to go forth touching people's lives. And so we are so grateful for that. Uh, we do ask for those of you um, that may not be aware, we are located at 337 South Scale Street at Unit D here in Reedsville, North Carolina. Come out and help support us. Um, you know what, if no more, at least coming to see where we are and what we are doing in the kingdom. Amen. We are open uh, Tuesday through uh, Friday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and we are open on Saturday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. So come out and join us um, there at the thrift store. You're going to find something nice. There's something there for men, for women, and for children, especially our clothes, lots of women's shoes. Many things are almost new. And so come and be blessed of the Lord or perhaps um, get something for someone else that you know that may not have. Amen. And so what they always say, the old saying, one man's trash is another man's treasure. And so we thank and praise the Lord for the things that he is blessing us with so that we can touch other people's lives. And then join us Monday through Friday, beginning at 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time, 5 Central for our Morning Manor broadcast. You know what? We have been going through the book of Psalms. We've been on an absolute wonderful journey ever since February of this year, starting out the year in the book of Proverbs, which is wisdom. And tomorrow morning will mark the last book uh, of the book of Psalms. We've been able to get through the entire book. Amen. And God has us on a mission, and we are on a mandate to get the word of God out. So come tell others about our morning manner broadcast. Come, let's command our morning. Let's give God the first fruit of the day. You know, a lot of times we get up in the morning and all we do is either turn over or we start our day without even telling the Lord thank you. But do you know it's a wonderful thing and God is smiling upon us when we get up first thing in the morning, when we tell the Lord thank you for allowing us to still be on top of the ground, when we wake up with the word of God, wanting to read the word, wanting to hear the word, wanting to meditate a few moments on the on the word, when it's the first thing that we do, that's our first fruit unto the Lord, not doing anything else, you know what, but telling God, Lord, we thank you, and I'm going to worship you by spending time in your presence in the word and through a time of prayer. And it's just one hour. 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., amen, an hour of power. And so come on out and be with us and tell others as well. You can tune in live right here at Talk Shoe Radio, amen. The only difference is the call number is different. That call number is 140-273-POUND. 
Again, that's 14023-POUND. And then join us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 Central for our Disciples Life class. This is our midweek Bible study, and it is just not just a typical time of just reading a few scriptures and dealing with the, some of the stories that we read about things that happen, but we do an in-depth study in the Word dealing with issues that face us on an individual level on a day-to-day basis. It is for us as disciples here today and now. And so come and and join in with us. We've been on a very important topic the last three weeks, and we want to be able to continue with that. And so we pray that you will be able to join us on Wednesday nights right here on TalkShoe Radio, same number, same code that you dialed in on today. Amen. To God be the glory. And so this morning, amen, we we pray that you will uh, govern your hearts accordingly, bear all of these announcements in mind, and continue to lift us up in prayer. Well, with that, it is offering time. Hallelujah. Amen. We pray that today you have come um, already purposed in your heart what you're going to give unto the Lord. You know, always know on the inside what it is that you want to give. And one thing that we are learning, we have learned, and we are continuing to learn each and every day, and that is that we cannot outbeat God's giving. You know, when you find people that are givers, you'll find that some of the most blessed people, amen. And when we give with a, with a right heart, with a right spirit, having a cheerful heart, you know what, God is cheerfully giving back unto us. There are ways that he gives to us, and not everything is always measured in dollars and cents. But there are times when God will give back into our measure, you know, that that is pressed down, shaking together, and running over is joy, is peace of mind, you know, is happiness, is laughter, it is good health, it's a strong family, a strong marriage, good children. You know, there is so much that God gives back unto us. And a lot of times we don't always associate that with the seed that we plant into the ground of what we give unto the Lord. And so I pray that today that you have come, you have prepared in your heart, Lord, I'm going to give unto you. You've given for those of you that work outside of the home and that you have outside jobs. You give a seed just to thank the Lord for giving you the strength and the ability to be able to go on that job each and every day. You know, and then trust God because God has a way of making you the head and not the tail. And so we do praise God for you today that are giving. God is a great God, and he knows how to give back. He knows what you stand in need of, and he is faithful to his word. Amen. When you give, he will give back to you. So walk in expectation. Know that as you sow your seed today that God is going to turn around and give back to you. So those of you that are giving on this morning, uh, you can go directly. There are two ways in which you're able to give. Uh, Technically three, you can go to our website directly, uh, which is our church website, which is www.kogfellowshipchurch.org. Um, and you can click on the donate button, or you can go directly to PayPal for those of you that have PayPal accounts, entering in our email address of breakthroughprayer at gmail.com. That's breakthrough, that through is spelled all the way out, T-H-R-O-U-G-H, 
or you can mail um, your check or money order to us at our corporate office, making your checks payable to K-O-G-F-C. That's K-O-G-F-C, which stands for Kingdom of God Fellowship Church. Mail it to us at 337 South Scale Street, Unit D, as in David. That's Reedsville, North Carolina, 27320. Again, that's 337 South Scale Street, Unit D, Reedsville, North Carolina. Amen. We believe that as you give, you are giving into good ground and that God is going to give back unto you the 30, the 60, the 100-fold return. Amen. I'm expecting God to do that for you because of your heart to give. And so with that, I want you to take your seed right where you are, and I want you just to hold it up before the Lord. And I want you to believe God as we begin to pray on this morning for those of you that are given. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we just thank you, Father, for this day. We glorify you on this wonderful Sunday morning, and we are thanking you, O oh God, for what you have already given to us today. You have given us life. You have given us that that is abundant. We thank you this morning, O oh God, for allowing us to arise with the activities of our limbs, to be able to, to see and to hear, to be able to open up our mouth to speak, just to be able to lift up our hands, to tell you thank you. Most of all today, God, we even thank you for saving our very souls. We thank for thanking you, O oh God, for the jobs that you've given to us or the means that you have provided for us to be able to take care of our day-to-day responsibilities, to be able to meet our needs on a month-to-month basis. And, Father, we are thanking you, oh God, even for the seed that you're allowing us to be able to sow on today. We ask that you would take this seed, oh God, and that you will multiply it, that it will be used for your glory. And, God, we give, oh God, out of a cheerful heart. We give out of a willing heart. We give out of a submitted spirit unto you, oh God, and we thank you right now that we do believe right now that as we place this seed into the ground that it's going to come up a great harvest. We receive right now all that you have in store for us. We believe, oh God, that you're blessing even in the ministry that they will go forth and that all that has been set out will be accomplished. And so, Father, today we praise you, we glorify you, and we magnify the wonderful name of Jesus in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We thank God for you that are given. Hallelujah. Walk in anticipation. Walk in expectation. God is faithful. He's going to do just what he said he will do. Amen. Hallelujah. I just want to sing a little song. We're not going to be before you long. We do ask for those of you to please remember this is Communion Sunday. Right after the message, we're going to go right into the partaking of the Lord's Supper. So make sure that you have your juice. Make sure that you have your cracker or your bread um, ready um, because we're going to move right into uh, the partaking of the Lord's Supper, taking as many call it the Holy Communion. Amen. 
We're just going to sing a little song uh, on this morning uh, before we get ready to start our service on today. I ask that you would join in with me uh, with this little simple song, amen. But it has just been ringing in my soul this morning, rising up early this morning, a little bit before 3 o'clock, and it's just been a joy. You know, it's a wonderful thing to wake up early in the morning. There's just something about early in the morning, hallelujah, being in the presence of the Lord where there's the fullness of joy. Amen. And so I'm going to sing just a little worship song that I began to hear in my spirit on today. Hallelujah. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. To see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you, to see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing holy, 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 holy. I want to see you. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. You are holy, holy, holy. I want to see you. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. You are holy, holy, holy. I want to see you. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. I want to see you. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, 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 I want to see you. Hallelujah, 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 for our Lord God, he is holy. Hallelujah, do we have any that are out there to say that you today, you want to see the Lord, hallelujah. And that even this morning, you can see him high and lifted up. Hallelujah. Shining. He's shining today. 
in the light of his glory. And today that is our heart's cry. Lord, pour out your power and your love. And that's why this morning we sing holy. We truly do serve a holy God. We serve a loving Father, and he cares for us on today. For those of you that have your Bible, I'd like for you to turn with me um, to the book of Romans. Being today, being uh, Communion Sunday, uh, being the first day of the month, uh, sometimes we have to be reminded, and this is the reason why we do this every single month. You know, many times back in the day, um, and back in Bible days and in New Testament days, um, in the very beginning, um, you know, communion was could be every day. It could be every week, every time that they came together. And then oftentimes in our personal lives today, it's not a certain time of the week or a certain time of the month, but we can literally partake of the Lord's Supper every day. There are times when um, we go in personal times of consecration. The Lord leads us on a fast, a time to shut away and to be set apart, maybe also a time that we partake of the Lord's Supper. And so to this morning, I want to speak uh, uh, regarding uh, the area of redemption. And we thank God today that we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. You know, God has redeemed us, you know, from uh, uh, the law, which is poverty, which is sickness, which is disease. And so we want to look at what the Lord has done to us, done for us, you know, the redemption, hallelujah, and what it says for you and I on this Sunday morning, November the 6th, 2016. And so Romans chapter 8, looking at verses 3 and 4, and I'm going to be looking at this from both the King James Version um, and then we're going to look at it from the Amplified Version. And so I'm going to ask um, if uh, Pastor Baker, um, if you would, if you would uh, turn with me and read from Romans chapter 8, verses 3 to 4, um, as I know that you read from the King James Version, and then I'm going to pick it up from the Amplified. So if you would read Romans chapter 8, verses 3 through 4. Okay, just a moment. Romans 8, chapter 3. Chapter 8, uh-huh. verses 3 and 4. Okay, amen. Hallelujah. I have my computer up. I like to read the Bible. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I like to hold on to the book. Amen. Nothing like amen. the book. Amen. <laughs> amen. Just give me a minute here. Say, Father, most high God, I I got you. Romans eight and three. Yes, three and four. Alrighty. Amen. To God be the glory this morning, and get my eyes so I can see better too. Got <laughs> the light on in my room. Amen. I can't see in my room. It's dark here. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Verse number three. For what the law could not do. In that it was weak through the flesh, God sent in his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. Amen. That That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Amen. And we're going to look at that same uh, verse, those same two verses um, that Pastor Baker just read for us there in Romans 8. Well, I want to look at it from the Amplified Version as well, because it's so important that we fully get this and that we be reminded uh, of these particular verses. And as you all know, especially for those of you that are listening for the very first time, you know, we are a teaching ministry. And so we believe that it is so important that the word of God is taught so that it gets deeply embedded on the inside of us. Amen. And so the Amplified Version of Romans chapter 8, verses 3 through 4 says, For God has done what the law could not do, its power being weakened by the flesh, the entire nature of man without the Holy Spirit, sending his own son in the guise of sinful flesh and as an offering for sin, God condemned sin in the flesh subdued, overcame, deprived it of its power over all who accept that sacrifice so that the righteous and just requirement of the law might be fully met in us who live and move not in the ways of the flesh but in the ways of the spirit. Our lives govern not by the standards and according to the dictates of the flesh, but controlled by the Holy Spirit. My, my, my. Hallelujah. You know, so we can see here that uh, what the law couldn't do because it was powerless to do it, you know, because it was weakened by what? That sinful nature. <laughs> I'm telling you. And so what did God do? God being that loving father. That great creator, you know, knowing what was necessary and needful, sent his very own son with a nature that, you know what, resembled our nature. But he came in the likeness of sinful man. See, you know, there was no sin in Jesus. Hallelujah. He looked like us, but he was not. He didn't do the things that we did. And so when we look at this, I went this morning and going back and forth and looking at various scriptures and know that I'm not going to be here long, but I just want to share a couple of things that the Lord shared with me this morning as I was flipping through and looking at various things. Philippians chapter 2 and 7, it tells us, you know, here about the love of God. It says, but stripped himself of all privileges and rightful dignity so as to assume the guise of a servant, a servant's a slave, and that he became like men and was born a human being. See, if, if Jesus had not taken on our nature, uh-uh, you know, he could not have been one of us. But on the other hand, had he become completely like us, <laughs> had he seen like we do? He could not have become our Savior. I want you to think about that for a moment. See, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. This means that Christ took precisely the same fallen nature that we have, but he remained sinless because he constantly overcame a tendency to choose sin. See, Lot has their 
clothes before, and we all have been guilty of it, where there are things that come that tempt us, and what do we do? We quickly yield to that temptation. We see that great big uh, clock of chocolate. We see a whole can of nuts, and we have a tendency of falling into the sin of gluttony. Eating it all, not just a piece, but taking the whole thing. But you know what, Jesus, being so wonderful, even though the temptation is there, he chose not to walk in the temptation. He chose not to sin. So Christ is humanity, and we are so thankful. You know, it was both real, but guess what? It was also sinless. He was real, and he was sin-free. Hallelujah, all at the same time. Glory, glory, glory. And so what is the mission here? When we look at Jesus, his mission, you know, was to put an end to sin. His mission, his purpose was to condemn that evil power that had since the very beginning of time, since the dawn of history. You know, sin has has held uh, mankind in captivity. It has held the human race in bondage. It has held us back. But he came to condemn that which has kept us from walking into our destiny. Hallelujah. And we're so thankful. We're so grateful today that what has God done? He signed a death warrant of sin. Hebrews, if you look real quickly at Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, the King James Version says, For as much thee. As the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. I'm telling you, we're supposed to be dead. You know, we're supposed to not have any opportunities of being delivered because of the sinful nature. But because of the blood of Jesus, because of the death, the burial, and the resurrection, we have been given new life. See, we are those, the ones that are the partakers. So we thank God, and many times people say, well, you know what, Jesus, he didn't live in this time. He didn't live in this day. He don't know what I go through. He went through everything that we've gone through, everything that we're going through, and everything that we could possibly go through. Whatever temptation known unto man, he already been there, done that. But I want to encourage someone today that even though you slip, God said, I will restore you that I am here to deliver you, hallelujah, that we don't have to be subject to bondage. The Hebrew writer here is saying to you and I this morning that Jesus shared in the humanity of his brothers so to destroy that thing that wanted to destroy us, that thing that wanted to hold us to the power of death, that person, that thing, that it, which is the devil. He came to destroy. And he came, Jesus came to free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. You know, there are many people that walk in the fear of death. There are people that won't go outside of their house, all because they have a fear of death. 
People wake up feeling death all around them. People go throughout the day with the fear that something could happen to snatch their life away. But you know what? When we're in Christ, when Jesus Christ is on the inside of us, we don't have to fear that. See, that, that, that fear is bondage. That fear will keep you out of your destiny because Jesus Christ is love. He's that perfect love that casts out all fear. And when we are reminded of what the word of God tells us, we won't fear death anyway because when we're in Christ, we automatically know that to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. That's enough to cause us to rejoice. I always say, Lord, I'm not ready until you get ready for me to go. Tell me to complete my assignment while I'm here in the earth realm. But until that time comes, we'll continue to mark time. We'll continue to go forth. But when my work is done, I don't want to be here not one moment longer. Lord, take me to be with you. Take me to glory. Hallelujah. See, not only did, did Christ come, you know, in the, also in that appearance as a man. You see, he was also humble. Oh, my goodness. I could speak about this so much. I'm telling you, if there's ever a time that we talk about we want to become like Christ, we want to be like Jesus. Oh, we sing the song, oh, to be like Jesus. Oh, how I long to be like him. When you sing with Jesus, he was humble. <laughs> The Bible tells us in Philippians 2 and 8, he was humble, even obedient to death. I mean, even to the death on the cross. He became a sin offering. He became a sacrifice for our sins. How many want that say they want to be like Jesus? Do we really know what we're saying when we say, oh, to be like Jesus, oh, to be like him? Uh, When we say I'm willing to become a sacrifice, you know, for another, not just your children or your spouse, your parent or a sibling, but I'm talking about to become a sacrifice for all. Can we say that we're willing to do that? Oh, but we want to be like Jesus. Help us, oh God, today that we truly can, that we can lay our lives down for another if necessary. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17 says, Wherefore, in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. See, isn't that something? Christ became a merciful, a faithful high priest. My, my, my. Mercy. Do we always show mercy? Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we're very hardcore. Sometimes we are quick to condemn. Sometimes we are the ones hollering, crucify him, crucify her. Even though we may not have been there at that time when the people were hollering to crucify Jesus. But when we see people out here, when we see friends or when we see those in the church fall, our first response, crucify them, they in sin. But here Christ became a merciful. He became a faithful high priest. When we were guilty of the sin penalty, when we were guilty to die with no hope, he was merciful. 
merciful and faithful. He made atonement for the sins of the people. I'm here today to encourage someone that has been been bashed, that has been beaten down, that has been made to feel like there is no hope because of what has been done. God is merciful. Jesus is faithful. And then he came to make atonement for you and for me. Who are the people? I was looking at this morning, and it was so strange. The Lord had me looking at so many different things. You know, I even had the audacity to go and look at the Gettysburg Express, uh, uh, the, the Gettysburg speech. You know, and I, I thought about talking about we the people. Hallelujah! Who are the people in whom Christ uh, uh, shed His blood for? You and I. We are the people. And then when the scriptures talk about you know, in the flesh. This is uh, not a, re- a reference to being in sin. This is a reference to Christ's human nature. You see, it's not our nature. It's not talking about our human flesh. It's talking about Christ. See, that is where God condemned sin. It was in the person of the incarnate son that the father brought it in to the power of sin. Today, you and I have a choice. We can choose to walk holy or we can choose to walk unholy. It all depends on on us because he has given us that opportunity of being totally free. You see, God's redemptive action in Christ was so that what the law justly demanded of you and me today, that it would be fully satisfied. Glory, glory, glory. And so on today, this first Sunday of November, this marks our communion Sunday. And we celebrate what Jesus did for us over 2,000 years ago on the cross. See, there was a, a righteous requirement that is met in us. Not in the sense that we fulfill his demand, but guess what? God met it through that sacrificial death of his son, Jesus Christ. He suffered the pain. He paid our sinful debt. And so he closed our case. You know, sometimes we we sometimes have to go in the court of law when there are things in which we have done. We get it and and we have to go uh, to court. And there's a judgment. But here, we're in that court. We're in the Lord's court. Hallelujah. And he paid the debt that you and I should have been paying. And he ended that death penalty. That's enough to cause us to rejoice today. We should be jumping and shouting for joy because the debt has been paid. And there's something so special that Jesus said in Mark chapter 12, verses 30 and 31. He says, and thou shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. For those of you that have the, the, the King James Version, and you have the red lettering, you'll see that those verses are written in red. 
representing these are the words of Christ. You know, that, that just requirement of the law here is being summarized in the book of Mark. It tells us that we are to love our neighbors as we do ourselves. Who are we? We are those people. We are those in whose lives were once under a control of a sinful lower nature. See, that lower nature is characterized by our inability to live according to God's perfect will. A lot of times people think, oh, I can do, I can do whatever I want to do. I, I can do that. Well, you know what? No, we cannot. Not by the natural, that sinful nature. But the, when we have the spirit of the living God living on the inside of us, and when we allow him to lead us and not we lead ourselves, then he will guide us and he will empower us to do what the Lord would have for us to do. But it's only when we yield ourselves over to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Because on our own, you and I can't do anything. We are yield every time. I mean, every day, all day, we will yield to that sinful nature. But we thank God for Jesus. We are thankful for the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Because the Lord didn't leave us comfortless. He sent us his spirit to lead us and guide us and do all truths. And so you and I, you know, we don't store up grace, but we stay in a constant contact with the one who is the source of all life and power. Years ago, I began working for a doctor's office, and I learned about a software program called Constant Contact. And here is where there's that database, and you put lots of names in. And once those names are put in, there's a constant contact. You can stay in connection with them, constantly letting them know what's going on, what you're about to do, informing them of everything that is necessary so that they know what you're doing and you can stay connected. When you and I have that constant contact with Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Ghost, through the Word of God, he has given us that connection. Connection, that source that gives us life and that gives us power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today, our lives display the fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. You know, if the Bible tells us you judge a tree by the fruit it bears. Sometimes I've actually said, and people get a little bit beside themselves and get a little bit bent out of shape. You know, when sometimes you say, well, you know, you, you have spoken, that person is not saved. Well, again, the Bible says, judge the tree by the fruit it bears. As Christians, as believers, sometimes we're fruit inspectors. And so what does the Bible tell us clearly? The Amplified Version tells us, according to Galatians chapter 5, 22 and 23, what those fruits are. It says, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The work which his presence within accomplishes is love, is joy, that's gladness, is peace, is patience, and even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, which is self-restraint, continence. Against such things, there is no law that can bring a change. See, when the fruit of the Spirit dwells on the inside, hallelujah, all of these things 
will be in its proper place. We'll have true love. Not just for those who love us. Not just for those who speak well of us. Not just for those who give to us. You know, but we have love for people that don't love us. Love for, for people that are not like us. Hallelujah. We have love for all people. Will we love what they do? No. But will we love them for their soul? Yes, we will. Will there be joy with the fruit of the Spirit? Absolutely. Because when the fruit of the Spirit comes, there is a joy. There is a gladness. We are some happy people. Even in the midst when everything is going crazy, when everything is chaotic, when there's being losses, when folk is walking out on us, when people are turning back on us, when there's no promotion but demotion, we're still rejoicing and full of gladness. Hallelujah. When it seems like we can't seem to get ahead, every time we take one step forward, there are ten steps we go backwards. But still there is joy deep down in our soul. The word tells us, uh, you know, uh, joy gives us strength. The joy of the Lord, it is my strength. Where the fruit of the Spirit is, there is peace. See, any time you don't have peace on the inside, there's a fruit missing. Because there should always be peace in the midst of every circumstance. If your peace is not upon something, then maybe there's a a hold-up sign saying, hold on a minute. When you're about to take on a new position, when you're about to go into a new place, when you're about to embark on a new thing, when you're going into a new relationship, when you're about to take on a new job, every organization that you're about to go into, if there's no peace on it, God is saying, hold up just a moment. Because anything that God gives, whatever he provides, there's peace on it. Hallelujah. He will give you peace. Because that's a fruit of the Spirit. There's also that patience. Patience. How many of us will honestly say a lot of times patience is certainly not there? That's certainly not uh, many times a part of our vocabulary. Because we are people that sometimes we want what we want right now, quick and in the hair. I want it today, not tomorrow. I want it this moment, not in the next five minutes. But God is saying, have patience. Be even-tempered. Yesterday, today, and forever. Be kind. Be good. Always being benevolent. If it's in your power to be able to bless somebody, do it. Don't be always quick to have our hands out for others to give us, but yet we never willing to put anything in somebody else's hand. You know what? Sometimes, as a fruit of the spirit, we you know we used to call it the Holy Ghost handshake. Yeah, I don't know, some of y'all, especially been in, uh, those that have been in the Pentecostal church, you know what that Holy Ghost handshake is. It's when you, you meet somebody, a brother and sister, you might be in church, you might be in a service, you might meet them in the street, you might see them in the grocery store, and you go to greet them. Nobody knows what's in your hand, but when you go to shake your hand, you got a little something, something in your hand that you pass over to them. A benevolent spirit, a giving spirit, a giving heart. Having faithfulness, being faithful. Do you know what the fruit of the Spirit people don't realize? The faithfulness in the things that are small. Faithfulness in the things that even though it don't seem like much is going on, but you're still faithful. You're faithful to serve. You're faithful to give. You're faithful 
to love. You are faithful. Faithful to your family. Faithful to your community. Faithful to everything that you put your hands to do. Faithful to study students. If you've been called to go to school, you're faithful that even if you take an online class versus taking one where you're sitting in the class, you're still faithful. You're reading, you're studying, you're doing your assignments. Faithfulness. See, sometimes we don't think about that. Faithful. A service online, church without walls, still faithful. You may not come to the physical building, but you're calling in. You're being on that line. You're dialing in. You're logging on. You're faithful. Faithfulness says something. First of all, faithfulness tells your character. Faithfulness has a lot to do with who you are as a person. Because a person that's not faithful can't always be depended upon. And then they wonder why a lot of times people don't call on them. People don't ask them to do anything. They're not the first ones to be thought about to even be promoted or elevated because they're not faithful. Faithfulness is a blessing. And then that's that gentleness, that fruit of gentle, being just meek, being humble. Meekness doesn't mean that you're weak, but it means that you're low at heart. You're considering others over yourself. You're humble. We bow at the feet of Jesus, recognizing, God, I can't do nothing without you. Lord, if you don't help me, I can't do this. Hallelujah. Sometimes looking at others and saying, you know what, it's great things within them, Lord. Elevate them, move them. Even though we ourselves may be desiring that particular position, but when it's generously in our heart that we're considering someone else, You know, humbling ourselves, don't you know, God will turn around and elevate us and promote us all because it wasn't about us. We were about somebody else, exceeding and excelling, being humble. And then one of the greatest things as a beautiful fruit of the spirit, and that is having self-control. While everybody else is partying like it's 1999, while everybody else is doing all kinds of stuff, you might be in the midst of people doing some crazy things. But because of the Holy Ghost that's on the inside of you, that fruit that is on the inside, you know how to have self-control. You know, I was a person that I suffered with self-control when it came to food. I'm just going to be honest. That was an area in my life that I lacked. In, and that's having control over my eating habits. But one of the fruit of the Spirit is having a self-restraining continence, being in control, having self-control. A person obese is a person that is struggling in their body. And so our prayer today even with those that lack in this area, especially with eating, because the enemy is beating us up when God has redeemed us from the curse of the law of sickness, death. Lots of times the sickness comes because many are obese or many are overweight. God wants to redeem us from that. God wants to heal. He wants to deliver. He wants us to walk in health. Even as our soul prospers, he wants our bodies to prosper, to be in good health. We've got to have self-control, and we've got to begin to pray, and we've got to begin to trust God. Lord, 
For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, carry one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together unto condemnation, and the rest will I set in order when I come. Hallelujah. This morning the Lord began to speak in my spirit that there are some things about these verses that we need to see that a lot of times we don't study or we don't look at them in a deeper manner. And so before we even go into a few moments of prayer, we recognize the importance of regularly partaking of the Lord's Supper. Because when we do this, we we remember what he did, the reason why he did. But the Bible tells us clearly that we are to examine ourselves, you see. We are to look on the inside, and be open and honest. We can be quick to look at other people's flare-ups. We can see other people's flaws. We can see other people's spots and blemishes. But a lot of times we fail to look inwardly to see the man or the woman in the mirror and see our own flaws and blemishes. But today the Lord is saying, I need you to examine yourself. Before we partake of the brink, before we drink of the cup, Because the Bible tells us clearly that when we do these things unworthily, what we're doing is we're heaping coals of fire upon our own head. We're drinking damnation to ourselves, and we're not even seeing clearly the the purpose of why the Lord's body was broken, why he was pierced, why the blood was shed. And when we fail to discern this and to understand that the Bible says it clearly that many are weak, Many are sick. Do you know there are many people that are not necessarily weak in their their, uh, uh, mind, but they're weak in their body. And then there are some that are weak in their mind, but they're weak in their spirit. They're sick in their spirit. They're sick in their heart. They're sick in their mind. And guess what? There are many, the Bible says, that are asleep. That sleep here is not meaning that like when you go to bed at night and you just go off to sleep. We're talking about many are dead. And so here, we've got to judge ourselves. We've got to look in the mirror at ourselves and recognize, you know what, I've got to get some stuff straight. I've got to get some things right. I've got some bad feelings about sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so. I've got a wrong disposition. I've got a wrong mindset. I've got a wrong attitude about certain things. Because, see, the Bible tells us that when we're judged, guess what? God, it's the Lord that's chasing us. And it's better that the Lord chasing us than for us to be condemned with the world. Because, see, when God condemns the world, that's not going to be a good thing. And so it's better, Lord, let me get what I need to get right now. Correct me, chasten me, whatever has to be done. Lord, let me get that now. And then when it talks about coming together to eat, wait for one another. 
See, back in the Bible days during that particular time, what was happening, everybody wasn't coming for the simple purpose of partaking and remembering what Christ did. Some of them were coming because it was a time of a, a feast. They were eating. And there were some people that came, you know, because all they wanted was the food. They weren't waiting for everybody else when it was supposed to be a coming together. Everyone waiting on one another, having the right purpose in mind, in heart. That's why they're telling one for another, wait, wait. And it says if any man is hungry, let him eat at home so that they don't come together into condemnation. This ain't a time to come so that you can, you know, eat everything that's there. Because, again, during those times, you know, they actually came. There was a meal that was being served. See, at that last supper, there was food that had been served. But Jesus said, and the rest will I set in order when I come. Hallelujah. And so we are so thankful that Jesus is setting some stuff in order for us through the word. There are things that he's teaching us that he's putting in right perspective for you and I today. For, for knowing this morning, we're going to be dealing with some issues when we go in prayer before we partake. Do you know many times people have heard us pray, have heard the intercessors on morning matter praying for the repentance of sins of commission and sins of omission. But do you know there are so many people that don't even know what those things are? And I truly believe that when we pray, we need to understand why we pray what we pray. So when we talk about the sins of commission, those are things that we did and shouldn't have done. We lied when we shouldn't have lied. We know that we were lying. We should not have done that. Sins of omission, what is that? Not doing what we should have. When we know the right thing to do and we don't, don't you know that's a sin? And so this morning as I looked at this, I thought about one when we talked about earlier about the court of law. Can you think about, you know, a moment being on a jury, having to testify, or having to be called in as a witness, and then should have admitted to the jury when you testified that the boss was guilty or that secretary or manager was guilty of embezzling money, but out of fear because of him or her being a senior officer and the possibility of losing your job, that's a good-paying job, you didn't do it. Lord, forgive us for the sins of omission. My, my, my. And then because of the division. See, there, there were divisions among them back in the day, the same as there are divisions among us now. Many within the body of Christ are not on one accord. We go to church Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Every day there's something going on in a church. But do you know in many gatherings, people are not on one accord. We've got to begin to pray for the divisions that have been among us that we can come together on one accord. There are so many seeds of discord and separation that is present today. May we come and and may we analyze ourselves. May we begin to see within ourselves, Lord, remove 
the seed of discord that's within me. Remove the separate spirit that's on the inside. Help me not to see things in a different manner about another brother or sister. May the day when we look at how to pray, we need to be praying against heresies. What do I mean when I talk about heresies? These are beliefs that are contrary to Bible doctrine. And when I talk about Bible doctrine, I'm talking about the teachings in the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation. Anything that is anti what the Bible has to say about it is a heresy. Not talking about man's doctrine of what they thought, but I'm talking about the doctrines of the Scripture. There are so many doctrines in the Bible. Doctrine is teaching. So anything that is contrary to the teachings through the word of God is a heresy. Lord, help us to not have false beliefs. Help us not to believe things that are contrary to what you've spoken in your word. Let us begin to pray today for the misunderstanding of eating the Lord's Supper. Many people even choose not to partake. Because they feel they're not worthy. But when we call to the Lord and we repent, then we become worthy to partake at the Lord's Supper. When we empty ourselves of who we are, when we bow ourselves before the Lord, and as we sung early that song, we cry, holy, holy, holy. Lord, you are holy. When we began to pray, that we bind up the spirit of pride so that when we come before the Lord to take of that bread, to drink of their cup, that we are people that will be shamed. See, people that have no shame, they have no remorse for their actions. They justify their actions. They see what they've done is okay. It's no big deal. Self is a dangerous thing. The self-will will overtake us. A person that has no shame is happy and content with his or her behavior. There's no afterthought whatsoever of what they've done. They don't even think about the price that Jesus paid for them. And lastly, as we begin to pray, I want you to think about the many times we've gone through life having no real respect. Many today have no respect. They have no honor, no adoration, no reverence for the Lord God. Our Heavenly Father, they have no respect for Jesus Christ who came, who suffered, who died as our atonement for sin and rose again with all power in his hands, conquering death and the one who holds the keys of hell and death. Today, may we pray today that God in his uh, uh, sovereignty will forgive us for these times that we walked in lack when we walked in ignorance, and so that today when we leave off this line, when we leave service this morning and go about our day, we can go about rejoicing, knowing that today, Lord, I thank you for helping me to get it right, that you have given me another chance to start all over again. Hallelujah. 
Because God is the God of another chance. This is that name. The first day of this week is a new chance, a new day, a new dawn. Hallelujah. And so this morning, I want you to pray with me. Hallelujah. For just a few moments, as we began to trust the Lord with all our heart, with all our mind, and with all our soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. We come to you thanking you on this morning, oh God, for you, oh God. We bless your name for you loving us on today. We thank you this morning, oh God, for allowing us to see a new day. We thank you, Father, for our life, our health, and our strength. We thank you for being able to be in service one more time and to be able to fellowship with our brothers and sisters and you. We thank you, Father, for being able to dial into the studio. We thank you for those this morning that have been able to log on to the Internet. We thank you for those, oh God, that had a heart to want to serve you, to want to be in your midst on today. And, Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor for looking upon us with a heart full of love. This morning, oh God, we come to you, and we ask right now that you will forgive us, that you would forgive us, oh God, for walking in pride. Forgive us, oh God, for the times that we walked being selfish. Forgive us, oh God, for the times when we didn't reverence you, the times when we didn't honor you, the times when we had no shame. Forgive us today, oh God. Hallelujah. And this morning, oh God, we repent of every sin of commission. We repent today, oh God, hallelujah, in the mighty name of Jesus, for the times, oh God, that we did what we shouldn't have done. We repent today, God, of the sins of omission. We repent, hallelujah, for not doing the right thing when we knew what to do. Father, we thank you right now, oh God, for your loving kindness. We thank you for your mercies today that have been made new. We thank you right now, oh God, for your faithfulness toward us to look even beyond our faults, to look beyond our failures, looking beyond our shortcomings, and giving us an opportunity on this Sunday morning to get the wrong things right. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We praise you and we glorify you. And so, Father, this morning, we ask that you would help us to have love, the love in our heart that we need to for others. Give us the love, oh God, that we need to be able to always walk in forgiveness. Oh God, knowing that unforgiveness uh, will harbor other things. Having unforgiveness will cause envy and strife and bitterness to take place. Knowing that unforgiveness will cause our prayers to go unhindered. Help us, oh God, to not allow any unforgiveness to be within us. Help us out today, oh God, not to walk in pride. Knowing, oh God, that pride will cause us to walk in deception, where we will be deceived and we will deceive others. And so, Father, we thank you today. We glorify you on today. Hallelujah. We give our life over to you today. Lord, we give our heart and our mind to you today. Help us to take on the mind of Christ. Help us to trust you. Help us to believe you and help us to take you at your word. Now, Father, we thank you for this opportunity that you've given us this morning to be able to come, 
to be able to prepare our hearts to sup at your table. Well, we can sing God's songs of Zion and rejoice in you today, the God of our salvation. We thank you for it. For it's in Jesus' name we pray and we say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God be the glory. Hallelujah. The blood that Jesus shed for me way back on Calvary. The blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never lose its power. You know it reaches to the highest mountain. And it flows to the lowest valley. The blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never lose. It will never lose. It will never lose its power, because you know it reaches, hallelujah, to the highest mountain. Yes, it does. And it flows to the lowest valley, the blood. That gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose. It will never lose. It will never lose his power. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, wherever you are, you need to be rejoicing. You should be giving God praise because of the blood that was shed on the cross. Hallelujah, that he thought about you. He thought about me. He had us on his mind when he died on Calvary's cross. Hallelujah, and because of that, we sing praises, hallelujah, unto his name. Glory, 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 hallelujah. And so on this morning, hallelujah, we pray that you have gotten your juice, you got your bread, as we prepare now to continue this worship as we partake of this special moment. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Verse 23, it says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. Hallelujah. Take your bread. Lift it up. And it says, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, 
which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. Let's eat. Hallelujah. Want you to lift your cup before heaven. And it says, after the same manner, also he took the cup. When he had sucked, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood for the remission of sins. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's drink. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 30, it says, And when they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. You know what? There is no mention of any kind of formal benediction whatsoever. But we thank and praise the Lord that today that you and I can go off of this ministry line rejoicing in the God of our salvation, and we're going to sing songs of Zion on this morning, remembering what the Lord has done for us on today. Hallelujah. What he did for us way back then. Hallelujah. It gives you and I today that of knowing that our names are written in the book of life. Hallelujah. And so we leave today. It says, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. I pray that you will have a glorious day, a wonderful day, an absolutely beautiful day on this day that the Lord has made. Go forth rejoicing on this day. Hallelujah. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, Jesus died on the cross. And I know it was the blood for me. Oh, yes, I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. Oh, one day when I was lost, Jesus died on the cross. And I know it was the blood for me. You know, the blood came streaming down. The blood came streaming down. The blood came streaming down for me. Oh, one day when I was lost, Jesus died on the cross. And I know it was the blood for me. I know it was the blood, because it was my Savior's blood. It was my Savior's blood for me. Oh, one day when I was lost, Jesus died on the cross. And I know it was the blood for me. Hallelujah. God bless you, saints of God. Have a wonderful day. Shalom.